0: It's 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. What's up, Miggy and Tom? How's your Sunday going?
1: Happy Sunday.
0: Happy Sunday. I got some Sunday driver I'm going to grind up here, but, uh, you know, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Cannabis Legalization News where we explain some laws so that you can help change them. Uh, My name is Tom Howard. You can find me at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com or uh, that's my IG handle, too. What's up, Miggy?
1: Not much, brother. And, you know, I'm Miggy, and you can Google Miggy 420. You'll find me. Like it's not that hard. I'm not hiding. So, uh, uh, hey, you got a webinar coming up? I think that's pretty dope. The title you guys got going on. Yes. Before the
0: show went out, I was doing some stuff on this: how to appeal the state for a cannabis license, or how to appeal your cannabis license <laughs> denial. Basically, now everybody who has gotten a, a notice from the state in uh, Illinois and did not win a cannabis license and wonder what they can do they could sign up for this webinar right here we'll put a bitly link to it in the description section and also we blasted that out to a whole bunch of people via the Interwebs email list that we have uh it's going to be interesting simply because you have until about uh, 3 weeks into September to file this and this is your last ditch attempt to walk away predominantly with a dispo license, but also some craft growers got some very strange notice of disqualifications.
1: Wow. So, like, is the process, could it be applied to, like, other things, like other states as well? Because, I mean, again, legislation is different in every process.
0: Uh, I am, you know, that's one of the teasers of the thing. If you stick around to the end of the webinar, you'll find out what state recently made uh, news with a settlement for some of the applicants that, uh, that sued after the round.
1: Oh. Oh, nice. Well, good deal. So how about this? Oh, go ahead, bro. No, it's- oh, okay. I was gonna say the, uh, the FBI investigates Nevada cannabis license process. <laughs> That's who hard. it was.
0: That's who it was. It was the Nevada cannabis licensing process. And then a whole bunch of people sued after the Nevada one. So go ahead, Mickey.
1: Oh yeah. So the FBI uh, is investigating whether illegal influence played a role in how the state's cannabis license were awarded. I, I mean, this, this could be an endless thing for each state though. Right. Why not just, uh-
0: Yes, for each state and administration. And so like in, in Illinois, for example, what if uh, a Republican wins in 2022 and a different administration comes in, maybe Joe Biden loses in 2022 and a different administration comes in, and then the FBI has new heads uh, that are in there, and they're like, well, go get these cannabis sons of bitches. You know that they rely on cheating and stealing. Go find it.
1: Right. So do you think this investigation is actually for like the well-being of uh, humanity, or do you think it's more of a, uh, like you said, yeah, the political type thing like so uh, going forward uh, federal authorities have been conducting interviews over the past year to determine whether businesses or individuals attempted to sway politicians, bureaucrats with gifts, money jobs or campaign counts. I mean really it just says business as usual.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's one of the things. Well, I, you know, sometimes I'll talk about how you should be able to go to the right political parties. And uh, I got an email for Representative Welch who's the, the the chair or the the head of Illinois reps. And you could go, and you could be a guest at his um, fundraiser for two hundred and fifty dollars. It goes all the way up to twelve thousand five hundred. I could pull that up, but I might have deleted that email. Uh, I'll, I'll probably just get another one from uh, some Democrats you know, I'm I'm not saying that it's if I had the money, would I throw it at him? Yes.
1: Right. Well, I, I would like to to, to make the uh the, the comparison of like the super chat, right? So like you throw two dollars at super chat, we'll see what you say to us. But if you throw Twenty dollars at us. We'll repeat it twice. You yeah,
0: maybe it. you might uh, do something to your your below your pants. But uh, anyway, if you guys want to throw us some money, it's real easy with Super Chat, and then uh, we can do some more members stuff where members get uh, uh, interaction priority from here on out. I am making a decree because this is our YouTube channel with a membership site, so uh, everybody who's a member uh, gets uh, priority in the comments. We see any member. Give them a shout-out. Say well, thanks I'm, for watching. You guys uh,
1: are awesome. Okay. We do have our day ones, who I always recognize, and I really appreciate everybody showing up when they do show up. Uh, but so more into it, there's more than 750 cannabis licenses have been awarded in the state, and those – uh, 335 or dual license. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Vertical integration. Oh, I got you. Yep. It, was, it was I mean that's that's different than it makes it makes it sound kind of like we own all the licenses, but uh, it's probably medical adult use
0: is what a dual license is, to be honest, as opposed to dual license being uh cultivation and retail. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. So and then uh, applicants who were not awarded have since uh, issued in 2019 accused successful applicants of corruption. Duh. Yes.
0: Yes. And there was also a lot of lawsuits. And if you want to uh, learn about that lawsuit, go to our webinar on Tuesday, because that's going to be one of the reasons why you should sue. If you're not happy uh, and you think that you should have won, you might want to go ahead and have your day in court because that is something that swayed in uh, Nevada. And so this is different, but this is more along the lines of what might be coming to Illinois yeah. All right, maybe one day but we'll see let's hope not but, but uh yeah
1: didn't you guys already go through some lawsuits though for the already oh, of
0: course and then yeah like when we have these lotteries and the statistics behind the people who actually won are very shocking because like somebody might dismiss their lawsuit tomorrow uh, as she only had a few ping pong balls in the lottery but magically she
1: won Right, yeah. yeah, the the odds, and then that's the other thing. I mean, again, you're with your KPI, the lack of transparency. There's, and that's the problem with all of these. There's lack of transparency in all these ways that we come to, who's awarded the license and who's not. You know, yes, yes.
0: Uh, except in Oklahoma, then you just have schmoes that are trying to lie to get a bank account, or they forget to renew their license.
1: Yeah, that, that that's a different story then. But but Nevada seems to be having multiple issues though. So Nevada also suspends a cannabis company's cultivation license. Wow. MJ Biz Daily is reporting that Nevada regulators said on Friday they suspended
0: the cannabis cultivation license of Green Cross of America, effective immediately, calling the operation a threat
1: to public health and safety. I really hate that because uh, as you learn as to why their uh, license revoked, it really is not a threat. Um, Why, well, what was the reason that they revoked them? So, according to a news release, inspectors from the Nevada Cannabis Compliance Board visited the company's uh, grow in Ferlump on Wednesday and found more than 400 marijuana plants that were either untagged or not properly entered into the state's seed-to-sale tracking system—a violation.
0: But that's uh, that's an endemic problem in California, too, where you show the regulators the plants that are in the system and then there's your build out over there. We're not done with that yet. So those are the gray market plants that they don't see. But uh, they are the regulations. Those are the rules of the game. If you want to lose your uh, your magic license, that's on you. And so, like tag your
1: plants, man. Where are your SOPs on that? Seriously. Oh, yeah. But again, it's not a threat, though. This is, this is not life-inherent, like, uh, dangerous to the to the public. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're a Domino's pizza delivery guy. I mean, uh, this, this is not... Cannabis is not a fucking danger, man. They were in violation of their uh,
0: license, and they should face some type of rebuke for it, but should they have their license yanked? No. Maybe, well... I don't know what the fact pattern is. You know, that's 400 plants not tagged.
1: Right. I mean, I'm not saying there shouldn't be anything uh, not uh, uh, violating, but now you're impeding upon their employees, you know, salaries, other citizens who thought they were trying. Again, we're just trying to be law abiding citizens. Every single one of us, you know, from Kentucky to Washington, because we still have our issues out here. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I know you're saying, though, as far as like, well, I mean, they it says it's suspended and not revoked
0: yet. So Mm. if the company really did screw up, hopefully they have a hat put in their hands, go over in front of the board and say, I'm sorry, I'll never do that again. We have new SOPs now and uh, we have this guy named Fred. He's a real stickler.
1: Right. And then here's your hundred thousand dollars for the fines that we just have to submit.
0: Yeah. Here's one hundred thousand dollars for the fines. And then also, oh, my gosh, did you did I see you at the fundraiser for the governor?
1: Exactly. This this It shouldn't be about, like, closing them down and shutting them down, um, just like audits aren't. Audits are about make, making you a better business, not uh, trying to find all the wrongdoings, you know. <laughs> Ch- Chaz is a comedian today, man. Thank you very much. Chaz is a comedian right there, I tell you. So we uh, We got 10 minutes to 4.20. Hey, man, you know, uh, um, I saw news today. Ed Asner died. Ed Asner. Oh, yeah. man. I heard he was 91. Yeah. And, and, well, and it was funny. It's not funny. I mean, well, he is. He was a comedian. But uh, there was a play, and I don't think many people know, like, there's this play called Mary Jane, a Potumentary. And, and it does, like, a whole, like, you know, with the big, big business, the small business type shit. Mm-hmm. And, and he plays the evil CEO. But I just wanted to give a shout out to the RIP to Ed Asner. And, uh, you know, if you're really interested in watching that, uh, Mary Jane, a musical Potumentary. Musical Potumentary, huh? It's on YouTube. Uh, then, uh, just the weirdest shit, though, man. It's just Fun fact. <laughs> Good
0: times. Hey, one of the fun facts that we might have to have is uh, one of those disclaimers on the front of our uh, bumper for starting the show that says that we're 18 only. Because, I mean, like, right now there's only 80 people checking in. And uh, back in the day,
1: there'd be like 300. And so, uh, YouTube did
0: something to jigger with its algorithm.
1: well, we've we've already acknowledged that the the shadow ban is real as far as uh, we're actively being suppressed actively. Like like it Maybe, we Maybe we just suck. Maybe we're just we're, we're just we're too hung up on ourselves, Garth, I tell you, you know, I was young and I needed the money. I was young and I needed the money. Yeah, <laughs> That's all I say. But no, man, I just think we have we have people to hang with. Us. I mean, this is what we're we're trying to just spread the news and, and and just talk about policy and culture. And there's nothing special about this, but I think the fact that we are consistent on Wednesdays and Sundays it helps keep people you know to, in the know and to be aware of us, right? Like, yeah. Because, like, there's news out of Colorado. Uh, yeah. Are we going to be doing that in the
0: clip? There's a thing that Lauren has on that. It just says, clip, news out of Colorado. The governor has urged the senators to pass the marijuana banking and tax reform before tackling
1: legalization, according to the Marijuana Moment. This is uh, one of the things I think is still, and as, as I was talking about how we're still trying to get our stuff together here in Washington State. Mm-hmm. Um you know i know the booker bill and all this all this stuff everybody's like hey we need to pass the other legislation before we pass the banking for the big money but you know let me show you something real quick this happened in the beginning of the month it was issued uh, to the state this is an act of robbery that happened in one of our legal states because it's cash only When you have a cash only, this is a scary ass. Like, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but uh, an actual robbery that tends to happen still out here in in the legal state because
0: your pot shops in uh, Washington state are way less secure than the uh, the pot shops here in Illinois. Like, just from being in both, just the experience. You know, it would be easier to rob
1: uh, you guys. Just well, It's funny is the the medical side of things, they used to take extra securities and be like that. And then it seemed that we let our guard down or policy because it came more of a uh, just like a liquor store. You know, pot shops are not considered, you know, like liquor stores out here. But the thing is, they are still a primary target. Right, but like with liquor stores, it's not all cash, uh,
0: unlike you know with cannabis. But then also, uh, making off with like a thousand dollars worth of liquor is way more difficult than making off with a thousand dollars worth of cannabis because you know the cannabis that I bought for an eighth of an ounce—that's only three point five grams—was uh, sixty dollars. And so you know, if you have a few pounds of that stuff, you know, uh, 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 what? How much does a bottle of wine weigh?
1: Like over a pound? Yeah. Yeah, you could easily walk away with thousands of dollars in revenue just shoving it in your bag, along with the cash that you just took out. So, you know, the Safe Banking Act is kind of essential. So, yeah, the governor did say uh, on a Friday, uh, a letter sent Friday, asking the sponsors of the federal marijuana legalization bill, urging them to pass incremental cannabis banking and tax reform first before moving forward with the comprehensive legislation and prohibition. I, they're both good. You know, that's the thing. People want you can't just give me one. Give me one first and let's just go on to the next one. God damn it. Let's just get this over with. Stop. <laughs> stop like whipping out our penises and doing size checks. Let's not.
0: Let's no, just, no, no, no. Okay. There's going to be a lot of size checks in the future. It's Congress. That's all they do. Now, if Congress was about a push up competition, I think Congress would be a lot cooler. But no, it's not. It's just all about how much wealth and power that they have. And and then you have I'm not going to talk about uh, the governor of Florida. But uh, the most important thing, though, is that you can get this thing passed and if they do pass it those types of robberies are going to go down they are the cannabis companies are still going to get jacked for like a thousand bucks a month so can can you imagine if your business had to pay a thousand dollars a month to your bank otherwise they'd kick you out right no i want free checking i'm a
1: business i want free checking you know no, that yeah but like that push-up contest you're talking about it it does exist but they keep working around it it's called a filibuster Make these guys go out there and do the push-ups. Make them Appreciate go out there and talk about why it should not shouldn't be.
0: Uh, yeah. No, no, no. We're just gonna make them spend five million dollars to get elected to Congress, so they have to go out of the Capitol two blocks over and sit in a phone booth cubicle and dial for dollars. Because that's. Have you ever had your uh, elected officials call you and uh, dialing for dollars?
1: No, nah, no. Nah. Well, I mean, I get the, the 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 flyers and all that stuff, and and here in, in Seattle, we do. Uh, uh, I think it's called like Liberty Dollars or some shit like that. Where yeah. each individual, we I can sign a hundred dollars in my name to whatever politician locally. So we're Dem- Democracy Dollars. I think it's what some weird shit.
0: Democracy Dollars,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, and unfortunately, that just shows. I mean, it takes money to goddamn make uh, things happen out here, which is unfortunate, right? Like no, we sir. actually had, huh? No, it's not. It's not unfortunate. It's just how it's always been. But people without
0: money are shocked to find that out. And then they get money and they start throwing it around like they can do whatever they want.
1: No, but but I mean, also, like with like Congress, it seems to me figured out it's kind of like they might as well work in tech. They figured out how to work out of office without having to do shit. Like, OK, we're just going to sign it in, you know, call it in because this is what I would have done. I would have well, done this. But then if you understand the tech that you're
0: getting and like there's QA involved, somebody's eventually going to get that on their desk and be like, Okay, guys, what's the dodge? This is shit. <laughs> Where's the code?
1: And <laughs> hence the filibuster. Bring these mofos out, make them all fight for it. Or, or like, like, like a human arena. Let's put them all against each other. <laughs> uh, we aren't going to be doing that.
0: But speaking about uh, code, there is some good stuff that's happening over at knowledge.cannabisindustrylawyer.com. So this is what I've been doing. And I'm also preparing to sue the state of Illinois uh, several times because, you know, you should. Uh, it's your last-ditch attempt. I don't get – I can't I can't apply to get a cannabis license. But right. uh, one of the things that you guys can do now is head on over to knowledge. Uh, Cannabisindustrylawyer.com And then you could uh, I, I've truncated a product that I was selling For uh, $10,000 I've raised the product price on that Like a lot And then uh, I said okay Now I'm going to put them through that And so now you can get something that I would I would charge you 1754 For $7,500 Uh, Hopefully in a year There's like a hundred people That are in that And we're just Having an army of people That are trying to apply For cannabis licenses All over the country
1: How are you coming along With your present client? I mean you guys won You're you're raising Uh, funds
0: We're getting to the LOIs And so now Mm. Next week We'll have LOIs For millions And then um, We'll uh, Again You have to do What the state wants that's right. how you a license. That's a secret shh. But um, once you've done that, then you have to make sure you're doing what the state. And then the, the money comes in, and they're like, "We're taking the license over here, and here's some." And I want you to get my paper every morning. You're like, "Oh, go fuck yourself." But right. uh, and that, but sometimes the the uh, investors and the partnerships that you have are more that, and they they, they have more of an impact bent investing. Remember that mm. Genibus guy that we had on? They would talk about environmental, uh, societal, or no, and governmental those yeah. types of investments that. It's about more than money you, you yeah. have to find uh, people like that and that's really what i want to do there'll be two levels in that so um Hmm. social equity doesn't get nothing for free. You know? right. But Then they get access to this uh, video thing that will uh, be what the other guys get like 12 months off. And so there'll be these courses that are every every month so that people can come in and like, talk about their business and where they are on the journey of putting together um, like their their plan. So like, it's a business plan, a pitch deck, all that shit that you need to be able to go out and find the right team and raise that money. And it doesn't need to include social equity. So I I have a social equity placement uh, service package as well.
1: No, I think it's great that you're 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 on the forefront and creating like part of the industry out there. I'm making millionaires left and right. Well, and that's the thing you're not really because no matter even if you have a pool of three million in a pocket, you can't go shopping. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. I mean, you are like the social equity cannabis is
0: if you got into the business to make somebody else rich, it's the right business for you. Uh, If you're social equity and you got into the business to make it rich, it's the right business for you. But uh, that's really the two things. And so if you're an investor and you're trying to get a license uh, in social equity and you don't have like the fifty thousand dollar plate and fundraiser money and like you go to a lot of those fundraisers. Uh, you you need social equity,
1: right? But I'm, but I'm I'm just I think it's just great to, to have you to know like to watch a first experience. Everything else, all these MSOs are really big and creepy and just been bought, right? Like, oh, oh, about that
0: well, time. hang on a second. There's a, there's something covering our and let's let's get rid of that brand and then let's uh, let's hit that gift one more time and say, hey, it's four twenty somewhere, everybody, everywhere.
1: in contact with us if you're looking to scale your business, patent your plant, or raise money for your cannabis business. Hit up Tom. Yep. Hit me up over at Cannabis Industry Lawyer.
0: And uh, the real nice thing is you guys can also sponsor. uh, It's 420 somewhere. So maybe after some of my uh, clients have gotten their capital structures in order and start to build their brands, they'll sponsor this because this is one of those types of advertising that they might be able to do in the sense that we know that our audience is... Ninety five percent over twenty one. And so very often when you're creating a, a, a message, you have to have that. And so I might put that on. That might be one of the layers on top of knowledge cannabis industry lawyer. Are you twenty one? Because if you want to get into the legal cannabis industry and you're twenty, you can't.
1: Yeah, no, That I mean, that definitely by default, common sense. We we assume like, yeah, if you're doing business, you got to be twenty one and over in this business. The only thing you have a chance to do is vote. That's all you can do, unfortunately. But oh, and the, get shot in Afghanistan. That's it. Well, not anymore. Well, not Not, least, not, not for another, at least unless this pullout goes. But that's, a, that's a different uh, video.
0: <laughs> that's a whole different other colossal government failure happening in real time to our society.
1: Yeah, man. But um, you know, as much as we bitch about legalization, as far as like uh, being corporate in MSOs and. The one thing I do like about legalization, at least here in Washington State, it's given the employees rights. You know, here when it was medical, it was like you working under the under the, the table. Uh, you had no uh, health benefits, no opportunity for vacations. It was more like the bro code. You do what I say and you just hope that you work for a good person. But now in Vice, they have uh, the cannabis industry is unionizing, uh, which I think is cool. Like it, workers rights. I'm all about it. You know, here now in Washington State, they have the chance to do things to, to, to protect them. So, ten thousand cannabis workers are represented by the Food United Food and Commercial Workers Union. The union has been integral by to unionizing and legalizing marijuana in the United States since it started organizing over a decade ago. So, yeah, the UFCW, which is just a food handlers union, yep, grocery w,
0: yeah, but they are the they're the de facto cannabis union that is out there. Uh, and New Jersey, shout out to their industry; it's going to also be unionized if
1: you're not A micro business, you're a union business, yeah. And in Boston, I've been seeing a lot of uh, uh pot shops unionizing out there and grows so good on those people, too. Um, what else? Is going on? Oh, organizing in the cannabis industry is steadily increasing after the pandemic brought on high profits. Go figure! So, you've seen the money coming in, you know, and, and this is unfortunate. Like when we talked about GTI, where they actually like they uh, they're fighting. The unionization. You know, a, a company shouldn't be fighting this. They got to embrace it. And, oh, tre- worse than that, man. Uh, you can use people's
0: enthusiasm for the cannabis plant against them. So, like, one of the things that you may want to do if you're an MSO trying to reduce your costs and also prevent um, uh, knowledge from going, walking out the door, is you would fire people after they've worked for you for four years especially in a limited marketed state so like oh, a right. cultivator becomes more skilled you fire them uh as some person be, you know gets further up uh, in whatever particular area you get rid of them uh, and then you hire younger because younger people are less likely to unionize they're also cheaper and then in a few more years you'll fire them as well
1: which is crazy because you have that experience now and you've you perfected your craft you know that's quality it's a quality of your product if you have people who are S-O-P's. really me- <laughs> I mean like
0: the SOPs is there there's this is how we do it uh, we try to make it so robots can like stand into your shoes and do it for you uh, and then once you get a certain level of acumen at it and you're like well we should we, we demand better we want something uh, you, you just you fire them
1: yeah and that, that's why it's important you know organizing a can- uh I'll just skip all that Canvas business in California Florida uh, Colorado New York a- and more have unionized over the past 12 months nice. um, yeah this good stuff man uh uh gil sadiq a bud tender at bloom oakland which unionized this year told motherboard management definitely dispels talk about the union that you may get punished for joining a union so this is the amazon feel, right where they threaten their employees and say hey you don't want to do that like you don't have rights no you you have well one of the things that you
0: know i always kind of counsel for is give them a profit ownership and then a seat give him a board seat and a profit ownership, like a non-voting share, (laughs) preferred. Which, of course, is just fancy uh, stock talk, because what is a stock? It is an ownership right in a piece of a company. And so Google kind of has that. They have like A shares and C shares. C shares are common, non-voting. A shares are founder shares, like 10x the voting of common. They are the ones uh, managing the company. Right. So you could try to do that. But again, like most people go into business to make themselves rich. They don't give a fuck about you uh, unless you're their customer. And then they just want you to keep paying them as much money as you can.
1: Yeah, no, that's kind of unfortunate, right? Like like uh, you think about business, you would think that it's in the business best interest to treat the employees well so they take care of the customer. But on the other half is they don't care because you're just another commodity. You're a piece Mm. of their puzzle to to you are a
0: line item on a spreadsheet. You are a line item on a financial model. And they look to where they could have a a recapture of revenue. And so, hey, um, Bob is going to be with us for his fifth year. We're supposed to promote him. He's starting to become a real wizard at this whole cultivation thing. Let's fire him, and then hire somebody new. All right. Now we're saving ten dollars an hour. Yeah. Or they, they start organizing and they're trying to organize. Well, we should fire those people uh, because then you hire somebody else in who's new. And, and that's another kind of um, structural uh, thing that you see a lot of gaming on where you just keep hiring new people. Yeah. Uh, and then letting other people go and so like they never have a chance to get cohesive enough to be able to vote for a union.
1: Well, that's what we saw with GTI. You know, and, that, and that's the thing is like they money can manipulate your your employees. Money they, manipulates they, everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean hours and and and, and organization and, and uh commodity. You know these things Unfortunately, you can flood your business with a lot of people, but why would you want to do that? Because in the end, you hurt yourself, you know. I think you hurt your brand, you hurt your you know, I can't imagine a product's being great, but you're you're managing from a spreadsheet. Yeah. And you see a line item, it's like
0: that'll save us four million dollars next year. Let's do that.
1: Yeah, but you know how retarded spreadsheets are. Like, like I got moved from one lab to another lab. Because square footage, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, the, the lab I was working at was already covered. The rent was cost was already covered. The, uh, the requirements for environmental uh, to take care of the environment were already covered. So all they had was rent, just a huge space. But some number cruncher thought, oh, you have too big of a space for as many people in your lab. We're going to move you over here. They drop another $100,000 into the goddamn lab just to make it up to par of the other one you're in. Number crunchers don't mean shit. For the mo- I mean, like, it, it, unless you have someone yeah,
0: so much business gets done from those spreadsheets. So sp- much. Those spreadsheets. Like, I, I grew up when still kind of residing, you know, as opposed to like in the fiction that is my brain uh, in uh, Peoria, Illinois. And so we have uh, Caterpillar. And I know they manage that company by spreadsheet uh, because you just see like massive layoffs to create profits stock buyback purchasing all that type of stuff yeah um yeah they don't care man it's not you it's the shareholders fuck you yeah and then that's why unions are important and uh it It is and but then some people hate unions it's becomes a political thing and so some people hate them because they think that they are communists or they think that they will they'll ruin businesses and businesses will be running fine and then it'll get unionized. And then suddenly it goes bankrupt.
1: Well, I think you have to also look at the org, right? The union itself. Cause I've had both good and bad. And I was part of the electricians union, they took care of us really well when I was part of, uh, uh and I didn't even become a part of the machinist union because, uh, they were like uh, mobsters. The company I was at, at the time was up for a negotiation. These motherfuckers were showing up at your door, knocking at 11, 10 o'clock at night, asking you why you're not part of the union. Just kind of like heavy intimidation tactics, which really left a bad taste in my mouth. was like, well, you're a bad one. But. There are good ones like the UFCW here in uh, Washington. Uh, The minimum wage for working is, I think, uh, 17 bucks. So, you know, plus they get uh, health benefits and uh, vacation, all that stuff. You know, and these are things that cannabis workers in the pot shops didn't have a chance to get a part of until recreational law came about, which is the only good thing I can really say yes about our recreational law. It gave workers rights. (laughs) Well, that's
0: terrible. That's the only good thing you can say about your recreational law. Uh, I can say a lot good about our recreational law. And in a few more years in Illinois, the social equity rejuvenation targeted at those disproportionately impacted areas may legitimately be uh, something really, really cool. But, you know, we'll see how it all plays out, man. And it looks like New Jersey, because they dropped regs, and then New Mexico is going to be dropping an application next week. Uh, All of those, I can't really wait to see dive into digest i don't think that they are going to be uh as truncated of an application window Mm. as they have in illinois i think it's going to be more of a rolling application window like they have in michigan or in california but it's then truncated the, the throttle uh, will really be at the local level right not at the state level so like when newark is ready to go for example because you can't get that license until you have the contract with the community
1: mm. yeah no i mean the only reason why i say it's the only thing is because compared to medical was it used to be like oklahoma out here and that was what i think is like uh um pure capitalism like it was the capitalism the purest form because if you had good plant the the
0: purest form would stomp out any union that it could because it takes control away from them
1: well i'm talking about like an actual fair market though with people who had a chance like i could have had a chance to become whatever you know miggy's 420 you know whatever i wanted to do i could have done it but now it's past that point because recreational is set in stone and it's, it's enabled the law enforcement, all their rights to, to put me behind bars if I decide to do something like that, like open up. I just can't open a store tomorrow. I can't just you know say, OK, I met the brick and mortar requirements. I've done everything. I just don't have that one piece of paper because they've closed that right. You know,
0: you got it, you got it, man. I tell you what, uh, it is something else. But you know, let's not continue to harp on these terrible, huge corporations that own all the cannabis licenses. Especially considering some of the corporations that I'm starting to own own them. Uh, but uh, you know, as soon as as soon as it sleeps in, then it's the hypocrisy just it comes so easily. But uh, cannabis company to pay more than three hundred thousand uh, over payroll violations, according wow. to NBC Boston, a company that runs three cannabis dispos in Massachusetts failed to properly pay employees who work Sunday and holiday shifts, according to the state attorney general's office. Remember, if you are a cannabis company in a highly regulated state, the state knows what you're doing because they have your business records.
1: Yeah. So Theory Wellness, with all with locations in Great Barrington, Chicopee, and Bridgewater, had been ordered to pay $300,000 in restitution and penalties after an eight-month investigation, according to a statement from office. So that $300,000, that also includes fines then. So I wonder how much they were not paying overall Uh, because under state law employees of certain retail businesses are entitled to premium pay for working Sundays and certain holidays Uh, in in 2021 yeah do do you guys have that on Sundays Uh, I don't think we do not yet though
0: okay see one of the things about like doing a a video in a YouTube studio that you've blacked out all the windows because of soundproofing and whatnot sometimes like I will leave my office slash studio and be like it's raining. And now I think I hear, like, thunder, so it might be raining. I don't know. <laughs>
1: right on. But, yeah, no, I just think it's weird how, like, I mean, not not weird. I think it's great people get paid extra on Sunday. But uh just weird how we picked that one day, right? But uh, in 2021, the rate is one point times uh, the regular uh, hour rate. The rate that will go down 1.1 next year will be eliminated in 2023. You know what's funny is these guys uh, blame, like, cannabis being such a new – product like oh we didn't know that we should have paid you guys extra this is our you know like uh what do they say uh inadvertent payroll errors yeah like, if you run any business within that state, you should know the rules.
0: Uh, yeah, you'd think so. But uh, that's not usually how business works, especially in the uh, field of America, where certain a- aspects that you can get into in business are way less regulated than others. I mean, so like uh, the uh, the cousin of cannabis, THC, adult use cannabis, medical cannabis, is, of course, CBD or uh, hemp. The hemp right. regulations and the weird stuff that you see in that, marketplace because of the lack of regulations. It's kind of just night and day. I mean, like it's complete compliance, follow the rules or else this type of stuff.
1: Right. You know, uh, well, that's what I mean, though, the compliance, though, they're, they're in a structured market where like we're talking about MSOs and, and SOPs, these jackwagons should have known like, hey, because it's not nothing new with the can- with the payroll. You're like, hey, this is how much you're getting per hour. Hey, happy Sunday time and a half. Happy holiday time and a half. Like the, they were just trying to say to be cheap, <laughs> not even save. They're trying to steal. Yeah. Well, again, you're not
0: supposed to steal, but you are supposed to go up to that line and pay only every tax dollar that you're legally obligated to pay.
1: Right. But yeah. they were obligated to pay a little bit more. That's that's crazy, dude.
0: It is um, crazy. And then, so are we on the uh, name that strain? We are. Let's do a name that strain, and I'm going to confirm. It is pouring rain here. Dun, dun.
1: Tom left. (laughs) Ooh, look at that, Larfy. Not Larfy. It's very tight. I say little nod nodules, (laughs) modules of like
0: mugs. All hand trimmed. It looks hand trimmed, and then not spun. So, like, I don't think this was um, so uh, frosty. That's why. That's why I think it's hand-trimmed because you can see some sugar leaves, but, like, the trichrome uh, looks really well maintained, and it is just absolutely coming down in buckets out there. I hope – oh, my car is outside. It's getting a free car wash.
1: Uh, <laughs> nice. I wonder how sticky this one is, though. It's got the red. It's got the
0: – It looks know. sticky. I mean, like, it's. It, it looks like it's a little out of focus because it's just so fuzzy with the trich. Yes, that, that's it. it and uh, And it is – it's a really – yeah, that's because of how bulbous uh, and ball-shaped the um, uh, bud is, may actually be some of the reason for its name, uh, because it is named after a spheroid in space. End of hints. Yeah, well, I was a, yeah, you know, that's a good hint. <laughs> uh, well, let's go to Utah. Let's, go. let's do a Utah story. Doctor helps Utahans get medical cards According to the Fox Salt Lake City outlet, roughly thirty
1: five thousand Utah's uh, are Utes, Utes. <laughs> the Utes, the Utes, Ute, <laughs> sir. The two Utes in front of me are legally able to purchase medical marijuana cannabis products thanks to proposition voted on less than three years ago. You know, we're talking about how doctors, how hard it is to get doctors and, and to find a doctor.
0: Uh, yeah, and that's before you're trying to get them to recommend cannabis.
1: Yeah, so I, I, you know, this was a great article for people in Utah to 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 give them a little like, hey, I can Google search this. Uh, the fact that Prop Two even got into 2018 ballot was surprising. Too many, it shocked many more when it passed. With a convincing majority, because cannabis is not evil.
0: Yeah, I actually think Dr. Bruce Bugby is uh, in Utah uh, teaching about how light works and and photogenesis. Photogenesis, that's hilarious that I botched that one. But whatever, photosynthesis in uh, plants and and, uh, agronomy sciences.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Uh, While attending medical school at the University of Utah, Tim Pickett, the owner of Utah Therapeutic Health Center, and founded a... Founder of UtahMarijuana.org said marijuana and cannabis were only discussed in a negative context. So I guess the website's UtahMarijuana.org. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Yep. But according to him, we learned it
0: was ah. legal and addictive and didn't have any therapeutic benefits, added Pickett. And now the whole thing seems turned on its head, at least in my life. <laughs> Shout out to that. Oh, Okie Blowing Smoke comes out of nowhere, gets Death Star, as you would say. It is a space spherical shape, spheroid. A spheroid in space, name the doctor. car. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> I, let's, let's go to the, the whole Death Star thing because we have some, some documentation on it.
1: From, I was impressed by the origins. Like the uh, Death Star is an Inica dominant cross between a Sensei Star father and Sour Diesel mother. First bred in Ohio. That blew my mind. Yeah, shout out to Ohio. Yeah, by, by Team, Team Death, Death Star. Star in the early 2000s. I, didn't, I really am curious about Ohio's
0: culture. I'd like to hang out there, but I'm Our diesel taste in a compact growth structure. And so sometimes you hear, you know, when people have certain genetics, like, you know, these are companies like agri for example. They will have specific genetics for their specific rig that, oh, sweet. All right. See, that's why I blowing smoke new. He's like. That looks just like that Death Star bud. And so, uh, but anyway, like talk about strain specific for what you're actually growing in. And so uh, depending on your setup, you can make an entire business model about managing that setup and those genetics. And so, oh, yeah, uh, that'll probably be some ancillary for helping with choke points that we've launched, especially in uh, New Jersey. That would be very amenable because of their 1000 plant limit. Mm. Uh, so whatever you could do to have stacked plants, have, you know, yielding heavy weight uh, is, is going to be advantageous. Isn't like a what is it the, the sea of green?
1: Isn't that what most people try and go for?
0: Not when you have a plant count limit. <laughs> oh, is that
1: that's yeah. really if, fair. if you okay. have a canopy
0: size? Sure, you could try to do sea of green, but then it really becomes strain specific and methods that you're using. Gotcha. Uh, and and then you know, especially if you overclock it with carbon dioxide. You know, you can, they're farmed, wow. man. These are like Franken chickens. Like, yeah. You know how that, that science crap they apply to chickens? They're doing it to cannabis right now.
1: What's been going on, man? I mean, it's it's been a thing that why people keep bitching about it's not your grandpa's weed. You know, it's the same freaking weed, just. Yeah. just- Well, groomed, you know, better. uh, It's grown under. Yeah, but then that's I think
0: one of the reasons why mixed light is so good in, uh, you know, the northern California region. And I think mixed light would be great in the Seattle region, too, because you guys have a lot of sun and you have a climate that's great for growing grapes.
1: Yeah, it's only uh, we only have a window though. That's the thing about it. here. It's not year round.
0: No, that's why it would be mixed light. And so, like you guys do have fairly temperate uh, climate. And so throughout the year, sure, because you guys are so freaking far north. You guys are like New York or even higher than New York. Like I mean, you guys are like at the border of Canada basically. So that's up yeah.
1: there. Well, so is New York. I mean, you had it right the first time. Uh, Let's we'll do some stock news. Let's do some stock news. <laughs> Cannabis e-commerce platform, IJ, I heart Jane. Nets hundred million of capital. MJ Biz Daily. Um, Jane Technologies, a leading cannabis e-commerce platform, said
0: it raised hundred million, that is one unit, of equity to expand its footprint, strengthen existing software, and introduce new technologies. Dude, do you think I could get like hundred million dollars after I've been fucking around at knowledge.cannabis industry lawyer for a year or so? I'll be like, here it is. I'm what gonna if- need to raise hundred million dollars. You know, to pay me off for all my great work.
1: Well, this is what kills me when I when I when I see shit like this. I mean, it should be titled another bullshit website gets a bunch of money from bullshit fucking means. Like that bullshit website could be mine, right? Well, I'm saying you have legit been doing the business though. Like, my I hate how this world throws money at people without a Google search. Like, what is their background? Who is behind that? What you know? They are friends with a very silly billionaire. Well, that's what I'm saying, man, like you and an actual banker have banking experience and, and been in, in cannabis appreciation. Like when it comes to like actual when I look for someone who has advice, I sure. go for someone who's has experience or at least is where I want to be at. <laughs> not the, not, uh, not, uh, hey, can we speculate about this together and get there? <laughs> uh, you know, let's both uh, start guessing because
0: if we both start guessing, then we'll really get out into the ether. But Jane previously raised $30 million of capital, bringing the total amount of funding to roughly $130 million according to the release. More than 2,100 dispensaries in 36 states are participating on Jane's platform that enables customers to browse constantly updated store menus and customer product reviews and to place orders to be picked up. This is an example of an API call. And so if you know what an API call, this is the podcast for you. Don't forget to smash some likes, drop us a comment, click the bell, because we will have stuff about API calls, I'm sure. Uh, And anyway, but that's that's uh, an example of the metric inventory control system, probably having a more open API for uh, a development base. Uh, In Illinois, we have BioTrack THC. They did not return emails.
1: They 36 state legal markets. So is that all medical? I don't think there are 36, yeah, legal. 36 legal states in, in for medical. Medical is everywhere. Right.
0: And but the metric
1: is the, the king when it comes to seed to sale and inventory control. I'm just curious of what they have for Washington state medical. I mean, you know, again, medical has always been that rogue entity that like you can't you have to have to track your plants. Never. We never had to do that. It was we we're just oh, like Oklahoma, man. It was just hey. And not like I'm saying like I could have bought clones of seeds. Well, the again, then the vast majority of maybe you wouldn't. Maybe that person
0: doesn't need this platform unless they want to try to sell their cannabis on on the. Uh, the how do you do your inventory control then? So like if you wanted to sell your weed online, uh, and and this Mary Jane or uh, or Heart Jane uh, software will facilitate that. How do you know what your inventory is? That's one of the nice things about the seed. C- to sale tracking
1: software is, it really makes managing your inventory uh, easier. Well, inventory is different than, than I, I just think it's almost micromanaging with the C to sell. You know, it's one thing to. Uh, uh, yeah, I look at it from a data perspective and from a
0: data perspective and like a quality and a user, a customer experience perspective perspective. I love it. I love the seed to sale tracking software because of all that data. It's like no, this. I mean, and that's where a lot of blockchain application can come because of the um, the data behind that seed to sale could also include COAs and TERP profiles and like yeah. make sure that it has its compliant lab tests and all that.
1: You know, even yeah. like grow lights medium that would be awesome if that was on the the. Job. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, you definitely – the more information you have about the plant's origins, right? Like it's kind of like if you went to a nice restaurant and they're like, yes, this chicken was taken care of. His name was Maurice. He was well-fed and had the best grass-fed and was massaged daily. And then, you know, we chopped him up. But like when it comes to like a, a website that that just is like – they gets this kind of money. And then, uh, you know, we – so like we're the premier in-between person to like – the consumers, are, for the most part, are ignorant. I, I don't think. I think it's a lot of fluff of what these guys are selling. Right? It's like, how can I get a hundred million dollars for us? Because we can definitely just do. 10. the best. only thing we need, we need to wait for your
0: gray to come in a little bit more, and then we're going to put you in the Steve Jobs uh, turtleneck and, and and some blue jeans. And it's like, how can the cannabis companies get GMP compliant? We've built it for you. It's super easy. And then, like you know, uh, it, we'll build that. Uh, we'll say that it was made in Seattle, software, even though I, I'm in the middle of like uh, the cornfields, bossing people in Pakistan around. Uh, yeah. But yeah, good time.
1: I, yeah, I just, I just, it just. I mean, it frustrates me when I see these articles. I have to, I share them because of that, right? Like it's like this shit's stupid. Another. Dumbass. I mean, who knows? Maybe because Maps has the same thing right now. Like, it just seems to me like. We, just get, we get one good coder
0: to help manage. And then uh, we, we make sure that we keep testing that coder so that they don't, um, you know, <laughs> kind of. It's just one of those deals where you know, the stack that you need to manage is very often done in an agency. And then you have a front end, you have a back end, and then you usually have a marketing. And those
1: yeah. Are- well, you need a team, right? I mean, you just need a team no matter what. Yeah. So uh, in other news. Oh, yeah. Well, the uh, the outlaw report, The Virgi- this Virginia couple is selling pot stash boxes that keep drivers safe from open container laws.
0: Oh, nice. In ancillary businesses arising because of overregulation news, the Commonwealth's <laughs> new laws that go into effect on July 1 have an open container of cannabis in your car is considered a Class 4 misdemeanor. That's Virginia's lowest level criminal offense, but it means that you won't get jail time, but you could receive a penalty of up to $250.
1: And here's where things get tricky. An open container gives the judge permission, permissive interference, the right to assume that you've consumed cannabis that could lead to far more serious charges such as driving under the influence the bro. but one such virginia couple from Suffolk wants to protect drivers from open container my question is, I mean, I, I get it's just so crazy though that they're, like you said, over the top regulation, right? We're, we're the, I bet you the gun regulation is no big deal. Oh, you can oh, yeah. you can open carry in Virginia. I'm
0: certain you got a peacemaker. You know, just that is that I, I've just never seen that. Not on my hip, your officer. I this is America, right? Right. In <laughs> Missouri, like you have to wear the holster like as a as a bandana. You know, it's it's like you'd have a gun like t- tucked in right there with Missouri's open carry laws. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tara Morton and her husband, Ron, are entrepreneurs in Virginia, and they recently launched Lock Green, a black owned company that sells cannabis stash boxes designed to prevent drivers from getting open container charges roughly the size of a lunchbox. The containers are equipped with a three digit locking mechanism and are carbon lined to prevent any cannabis odors from seeping out.
1: Nice. A former consultant turned entrepreneur, Morton, says she's long been a cannabis advocate since 2017. She's sat on the board of Virginia chapter of the normal in the uh, lead up to July 1st. Good on her. Morton participated in many forums on legalization and organized educational events in her Hamptons Roads community in Virginia's new laws. She says she hopes the stash boxes can help hot users avoid unnecessary, unnecessary interactions with law enforcement. I mean, it's a great idea. You know, it's, it's again, every state you got to do a roundabout, workabout thing to not go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they just
0: legalize it. No, we can't do that. The children. But, you know, the the um, they have some quotes from the entrepreneurs. We know that the black community has been disproportionately affected by the war on drugs. She said, if there was any way we can stop these violations, we're going to do it.
1: Virginia. Go ahead. Virginia code defines an open container as any vessel containing marijuana or marijuana products, except the originally sealed manufacturer's container. All right. Whether or not the lockbox fits the definition is unclear. In general, experts agree it's safer not to travel with cannabis in your car. But if you need to, Normal recommends keeping cannabis in a lockbox of your car's trunk.
0: I like the car's trunk. That is, that's one of them. But then you know, sometimes you need another thing to stash your weed in. For example, a fifty-dollar lock green stash box, which are available for pre-order. That that is an awesome entrepreneurial move. It means, guys, let's not build this just yet. Let's see if we can sell a hundred of them first. Then we'll build them. Yeah. Uh, Morton said she hopes to start shipping by late August, though the pandemic could lead to manufacturing delays. She and her husband uh, designed the stash boxes themselves, including a print on the front, a commemoration. of of the legalization in the commonwealth
1: nice i i I totally give them props and and good luck to them you know my only problem with smoking and driving is just packing the bowl so
0: no you're gonna (laughs) say trying to light and drive with your knees and don't do that by the way that is not cool you make sure that you always don't do that (laughs) do not unless you're me
1: don't that, don't be a role model, Miggy. Don't even go on record. Oh my God! No, I'm just joking. Hey, we got some international news. Germany's drug commissioner endorses decriminalizing cannabis. International cannabis uh, network. Sweet. Uh, In recent years, uh, Germany has taken over the title of cannabis capital of Europe, at least from a cannabis industry perspective. Germany's medical cannabis industry is booming, with domestic production ramping up and more industry growth is on the way. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know Germany was like that. Yeah, but it looks like uh, there's no adult use
0: size in the equation. Very far behind other countries. Uruguay and Canada have already legalized for adult use. even though each country has its own model, Germany is actually a net importer of weed.
1: And they're actually further ahead, though, in England. If you think about it, they're not calling everything right. skunk.
0: Sure. <laughs> but they don't have skunks in England, by the way. If you want to find out why uh, England is called skunk for, for uh, good quality marijuana, check out that episode in our international uh, 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 playlist. But, man, that's something
1: else. Yeah, I well, honestly, I think they call everything skunk from concentrates to hash. But uh, however, on the adult use side of the cannabis policy equation, Germany is still lagging behind a handful of other countries, like you're saying. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, Their drug commissioner is named
0: Danielle Ludwig, and she has advocated prosecuting cannabis possession up to a personal use limit of six grams nationwide as, as an administrative offense and not as a criminal offense. She says that a limit of six grams would be acceptable nationwide, which makes me wonder, well, if that's what she wants to enforce, of course, to, for the prosecution, that's impossible. Like, again. Uh no plants are going to yield 6 grams unless you really screwed that up.
1: Well right? it's positioned though, right? Or is it is, Well, is
0: it- okay, it magically fell into your possession that's not how it it went i mean so somebody grew that plant somebody moved it into the country somebody gave you that flower you know no and then you have to go over that six limit and she thinks that they should have uh, possession limits of six grams which would be what not even a quarter a little bit less than a quarter of of an ounce of cannabis well does it seem like
1: whenever a country or state decriminalizes like obviously it's a ridiculous amount to 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 set a bar at, But um, it's always about, like, this, like, low offender thing, right? Like, we don't want to go after all the the consumers. We want that that, that guy growing the plant, like you're saying, which is ridiculous in itself. Again, these semantical numbers are bullshit when it comes to crime. But... Yeah, Ludwig is advocating for decriminalization in Germany as a promise between those that want to legalize cannabis for adult use and those that want to be for medical purposes. Mm-hmm. Still, six grams is quite the issue, man. Like, I don't know, man. That's not going to really cut it for anything. But the fact that they're importing and they're actually considering it, they're they're way ahead of England. Yeah, they're way ahead of England. But, you know, uh, Europe is light years behind
0: us. So we'll get to Europe after the virus passes. More international news, though. Aurora Cannabis delivers medical cannabis to France in a pilot program. According to Gangepreneur, Aurora Cannabis is partnered with Etham Farm and successfully delivered a shipment of dried cannabis flower to France's medical cannabis pilot program, which makes it sound like it's an accomplishment. What did you do? We loaded like a big plane of weed in France. No, not in France. We flew it to France. In let's say they loaded it in Colombia or in Canada, somewhere where they can get the clearance to, like, get this shit out of here. Yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming because it's Aurora, Canada's trying to get rid of its cannabis to try to prop the price up. And it's like, we'll sell it to the French. And so uh, in Toronto, they loaded up an Airbus full of weed and they flew it to France.
1: Canada has a big weed problem, at least the, uh, the, the approved market, right? The approved legal market, they're not really meeting the needs of their patients, so they probably have a shit ton of weed, and they're like, oh, how do we get rid of this? Because <laughs> it's not up to par for most of our consumers. Like, mm-hmm. But they, are,
0: they got three flavors of cannabis in France. They have a high THC. They have a one-to-one hybrid. And they have a high CBD. So there you go. Probably like, it's like sometimes a THC just has no CBD, but whenever I see CBD, it always still has some THC, like a 20 to one hybrid ratio. Yeah. And then the one to one that those are great. Those are really good medical strains. So are the 20 to one, I mean, like it depends on what ails you, like,
1: what is your, why are you using the product? You know, what are you trying to do? Right. Well, I still think that Canada is becoming uh, Europe's Mexico. Like they're giving all their shit weed. Like. They- <laughs> None of the head stash shall leave Toronto, right? Well, leave all the good stuff here. Send so all the popcorn buds to them. Yeah. Damn, you know what I'm saying though? Uh, Aurora CEO. Four, yeah. They got another Miguel in the world. I had to say his name. Miguel Martin said the first prescriptions of dried medical cannabis as part of a French pilot program are a significant step towards providing access to patients and will support the destigmatization of medical cannabis in France. Good. This accomplishment is another example of Aurora's leadership in the global cannabis and proven track record supporting the advancement of international medicinal cannabis markets alongside government bodies or like we like money. Hey,
0: it's a long play for them. It is a long play. I don't think we're going to be having Europe cannabis legalization news for a bit. I was bombing. Yeah. I was watching some other um, uh, channel that has you know some subscribers as well. And shout out to that channel. Uh, and then uh, it was a British version of ours. But then it was completely a podcast, even though it's still live. And they were like watching it on YouTube. And so right. you could tell they were doing. But then they didn't have any cameras. And so like you couldn't see the two people talking to one another, but you could hear them. And I was like... So how's the UK going? And they're just uh, hilarious. It's it's
1: still prohibition, though. That's the thing is like even doing what we're doing, I mean, it's taking me a long time to get this spot man like you know if you google miggy 420 it's not because i wanted to it's because i've been writing for yeah. fucking over 10 years like been I all-
0: but that's also like i just wanted to shout out to, to Ron. Uh, go through the chat after the show i am i am backed up bro i i have so many things that i'm supposed to get done oh man yeah Well, let's like, no, you wouldn't be social equity in Illinois if you got caught with that many plants. That's one of the things they are like, Hey, it's all this social equity. It really, really bothered us. It really harmed these communities. And it's like, well, was he dealing weed? Yeah, he was a grower well, he was busted with too much weed. He's no longer social equity. We can't trust him. What the fuck yeah. is that?
1: You know, no, it's, it's a beer irony of this, this whole cannabis conversation, right? Like, that's what i say. Like, I think the other day when I did my, the video about the cops dressing up as FedEx guys, it's like this conversation, the policy, it's culture. It's, it's people's livelihoods. It's, it's, it's a plethora of things. That, it, it's not like it was an alcohol channel, the, we, would, we wouldn't have like this weird algorithm against us. We wouldn't have weird... I could get drunk and throw up on this channel and people would be like, oh, woo! Yeah, like, don't do that, though. What's but yeah, happened? man. if that happened to Ron, the
0: furniture guy, and he actually has like a criminal thing, uh, reach out to a local criminal lawyer, because that's the best thing you can do. I don't I don't have any knowledge on any of that. Like yeah. if you wanted to understand how to price the value of your shares and then structure your capital raise to be able to maximize your upside as a social equity owner, hit me up. Uh, if, if you got arrested,
1: I have no clue. Yeah, well, it, is, it was a longer time. Let's yeah. see. But and again, the, the 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 like with your position in law, you're a business lawyer, not a criminal lawyer, so it's uh, different. We have to find that person who drives in that lane if you're trying to achieve a certain thing. Well,
0: oh, yeah, but then I can make referrals sometimes, and so that is one of those nice things. Uh, and I've done that before with uh, of large cases, but. If it's just like three plants, that is a state case. You're not going to have DEA clicking down your door. Right,
1: right. This is, you didn't catch El Chapo. It's, it's more like the local people having a grudge against you wanting payola. Somebody should not have fucked that girl. You know, the thing is, I, I think about our, our weekly meetings uh, here, you and me, Lauren, and and I kind of think of this as like a, a safety check. Right? Yeah. Like we, we meet in because of – just the topic alone and the the thing that as a cannabis consort, like you we have different worlds because there's still this judicial against us right like that's why i don't leave the state that much even though i, I travel but not as much 75. Yeah, yeah,
0: 75 that was forever ago but then like still getting busted in 75 was sucked man oh godness you know but then like you know the thing is like you you get some law enforcement uh Entitlement or like where they think that they can do whatever and that's the thing that I hated the most and I still hate the most about the cannabis prohibition where you can you're just exposing yourself to get kicked around by the guy or the man, because you can be, uh, it's just, it's terrible. Like like somebody would be a political thing. And so you read about like, and it happens in, in uh, DEA overreach. And that's always why they try to bring a bribery charge as well. Uh, because then they, they belt and suspenders, you know, they might hate you because you are growing a lot of weed and you're doing successful and like uh, you know, they don't like your life or, or whatever uh, yeah. before it's, it's politics, you know, it's just, and so like imagine if you're going from law enforcement and then you go into to cannabis, you know,
1: would that upset the law enforcement people? Who knows? But yeah, but prohibition enables that power imbalance, which yeah. you're talking about, it just enables that power, uh, like struggle, you know, the, freaking uh, it, it just is fucked up <laughs> that's all I got man
0: well that's gonna do it for Cannabis Legalization News guys thanks for tuning in make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all Cannabis Legalization News we will see you on Wednesday that's cool